All right. Hello and welcome just to family. This is giving you something to talk about or just a live TV as I like to call it. Today's episode, we are going to be talking about clearing your clutter. I'm of course your host, Melissa Crutchler. Our sponsor today is Phoenix Identity. Um, what are you holding on to and why? Uh, <laughs> go and set up a clarity session with Phoenix Identity and start understanding you know, what you're holding on to in your head, in your identity, in your everyday life, and how you can remove it. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. So to do that, I'm going to hand it over to our guest speaker, Julie Leonard. Julie, would you like to introduce yourself? I will. Hello. Nice to see you. Thank you so much for having me. My name is Julie Leonard. I am living currently in Germany, uh, but as you can maybe hear, I am actually from Scotland. And I have spent my entire life supporting women to deal with uh, thoughts, limiting beliefs, negativity, and clutter. Uh, my passion is happiness and what makes us happy. And what I have figured out is there's a huge connection between what we hold on to and how happy we are. And that actually the clutter that we have, the objects, whether it's the objects, the digital clutter, the, the mind clutter, the commitments, the limiting beliefs, it goes on and on. It comes with a cost and has a huge impact on our health and well-being and happiness. And so I'm really excited to share all I know about that and have this conversation because I know many people are fascinated by this and really want the answers to how to change their situation. And you're absolutely right. There's so many things we hold on to that create clutter in our energy, in our mind, uh, whether you're spiritual or not spiritual. We we clutter everything. We clutter our pores. We clutter our, you know, our physical body, our mental body, our emotional, energetic, spiritual. We, we clutter everything. Not only that, we also clutter our homes. And um, I was talking to somebody today. I read a book uh, many years ago. We were living in another province and I, I read a book. It was called Declutter, uh, Decluttering Using Feng Shui. Mm. And it went in, I think I only got about like 80% through the book, but it was because I had already kind of learned the lesson that the book was was talking about. And it talked about pictures. It talked about clothing. Uh, it even, even, even started to go into your mentality on clutter. And one of the things that I that I really took from this book was we hold on to so many different things because of the sentimental, emotional value that they hold for us. Not necessarily, you know, what the memories, the, you know, pictures. So pictures was a big one. And when I looked at that, I was like, why do we hold on to so many pictures? I have on my cell phone alone, I think I have like eight thousand pictures no I so I have 3,442 I had 8,000 on my last one but um I have pictures everywhere I have a four terabyte hard drive that's like a terabyte of, of photos and then I have all the photos from my childhood and from you know other childhoods and it's interesting how we we hold on to these things and then we look at them and, and we're reminded with a memory and we're reminded of a time that we may have forgotten. We're reminded of a happier time or a healthier time or whatever that looks like. And we hold on to those memories. But then we kind of get overwhelmed with everything that we have in the house. Like uh, my husband and I, um, 
another point I wanted to make. So I apologize for monopolizing right now. But my husband and I were talking the other day. And he's like, what's the point of having all this stuff? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? You get rid of everything. My husband is a get rid of her. <laughs> he just he likes to, he likes to declutter every day. Um, and he's like, what's the point of having all this stuff? And I said, what are you talking about? And he says, well, like my car and my cards. And cause we, we have, we play a collectible card game. And I said, well, to enjoy it, like having all this stuff is for our enjoyment right now. And he talked about well, what's going to happen when you and I die? Like when you and I pass away, what's going to happen to all of our stuff? And I said, our kids are going to get rid of it. (laughs) You know, Um, they might keep the car because they like the car and it'll be a classic by then. (laughs) They might keep the cards because they're into them, but they can get rid of everything else. Like the sentimental value. I don't want my kids holding on to stuff just because they know I loved it. Like I have an entire shelf of gnomes above my head right now. Um, and like those, the, the gnomes without eyes, cause they're the cutest things ever. And so I have an entire shelf of them. I have shelf of cats. I've got like, I, I'm a collector. And I said, my kids can get rid of all of it. I don't want them to keep it just because I hold sentimental value to it. Don't hold on to all my stuff just because you think it's going to make me happy. Get rid of it sell them, you know, do whatever, give them away. I I don't care because I'm not going to care at that point. Right. And it's not about what makes me happy. What, what's going to make you happy. Right. And so I I wanted to mention that because I think that's one of those emotional things that people hold on to. Oh, I have to keep the China and I have to keep this because we're worried about what our parents are going to think if we get rid of their stuff. Yeah, and I think you, what you just illustrated is that in the clutter that we inherit, so many who are watching here will begin to inherit clutter. And it is all the stuff that someone else has accumulated over time. And it feels precious because it belongs. It's, it's a symbol of an entire lifetime. And it feels that we should keep things it feels wrong to let go of those things or throw them away or whatever and the trouble you have is that you can't absorb an entire house an entire lifetime of stuff into your own lifetime of stuff and so there it is really much about really choosing a few special things that remind you of that person so maybe you are the, the woman with the gnomes with no eyes, maybe like looking at them is like, she always had them up there, you know, and she never had the eyes in them and that's her thing. And maybe your family would keep them because when they see them, they truly think of you. And that's what I always encourage my clients to do is to, to hold on to something that truly represents them, not something that makes you sad about them or miss them or like, yeah, it was hers. I don't ever remember seeing it in the house. But, you know, the, you know, she always wore that apron when she was baking or she always loved this china cup or whatever, you know, keep the things that truly make you smile when you remember that person. But uh, we do have trouble letting go of enough, a lot of stuff. And you've touched on a number of the issues. And I think what's very important at the beginning to say is this isn't really about you know, not being organized or or being quite lazy or just not really taking care of stuff. The reasons that people have 
accumulated and hold on to things are varied. And you really touched on a lot of that primarily and why I combine my psychology and coaching with the decluttering is that we attach huge sentimentality to everyday objects. And we also attach a lot of psychological reasons to those things too. So we get very, very attached to objects and it becomes very difficult to let them go, whether it's tiny elastic band. I'm sitting here now, I'm looking like, oh yeah, I've got like three little <laughs> paper clips stuck together. You know, it's like, it's amazing what you'll hold on to. Somehow it's hard to let go. There's also for many people, um, it, there can be a sense of comfort with that and security. So um, also being aware that for many people, having belongings, having things around them makes them feel safe and secure. So that's why when I'm working with people, it's it's really peeling off those layers like an onion. There's lots and lots and lots that goes on. And it's amazing for some people. It's like I can see you've got all those lovely books behind you and books might be super easy for people and other people. It's just like the hardest thing to part with. You know, where other people will be clothes is like super easy. And other people, they keep every outfit they've ever had, every piece of jewelry, you know, we hang on to so many different things. But the good news is that you can let go. And it just, it takes a bit of work. But the benefits to simplifying your life means that you open up so much time and energy and space to focus on what's actually truly important to you yeah um some other forms of clutter you you mentioned clothing um i have a family member who i adore beyond belief who is a shopaholic and <laughs> at one point had four or five closets filled with clothing bags shoes all of it and um I realized because like you, I have the psychology and, and figuring out what caused it, but there was a, a disconnect in their identity. There was a disconnect or, or an issue in their mental health or their emotional health that said, you know, I don't know who I am. This makes me happy. It was an addiction created by, and of course we all know what creates addiction, but if any of you don't know, um, addiction of any kind, whether it be shopping, drugs, alcohol, sex, is created by a need to replace or remove an emotion or feeling. Um, so the addiction to shopping was, hey, this makes me happy. It was, it was providing that happy feeling. And a lot of the times we will, you know, if you're doing shopping to provide you that feeling, you create that clutter and that hoarding experience because you're trying to replace that. Um, it's funny you mentioned my books. Um, <laughs> these two rows, this one and the one right under it, are just random spiritual spiritual books that I got from um, a donation that was made to a library. Where these two stacks right here, there is an entire shelf of books at the bottom. That's one series. My favorite series. It is the first series I ever truly got into um, and I've collected them, right? So I have my one collection of books. My oldest son talking about, you know, generational clutter. Um, I gave him the first book of the series last week and he started reading it. He's like, oh, that's actually pretty good. <laughs> so, um, so yes, but 
There are different reasons that we create clutter, right? Um, one of the yeah. other things that I learned about clutter through, you know, the decluttering using feng shui was when you remove some of the clutter, not all, you don't have to do all of it. You don't have to do it all at once. You can do it short spurts, uh, different time frames, uh, depending on what type of clutter you're using. Um, but I think this universally goes is once you start to clear clutter and the things that are associated with it, right? So if you have um, a ton of clothes, let's say you have an entire closet full of clothes, you can't fit any more clothes in there. They're all starting to pile up. Now you've got uh, clothes on the floor and, and all of that. When you start to declutter all those clothes, you make room so that you can walk. So you've made it safer you've taken away the um, mental anguish of having to walk into that closet and go, what am I doing? Where are all these clothes coming from? Like, right, you, you remove that emotional and that mental aspect of it, but then you also create space for more, right? And not to say that you need to go out and refill the closet to the level that it was at, but it's, hey, you know, maybe I've lost 10 pounds doing the decluttering. Maybe I've, you know, lost 10 pounds or gained 10 pounds and I need to find something that fits or makes me feel good. Now you've got this procession of, oh, okay, I'm going to go get a couple pieces of clothing um, that fit me really well. When you do that, you might actually remove even more of the clothes because you like the new style better. You like the new, you know, whatever. Um, so when you start to declutter, you open yourself up to more and whether that's more, you know, happy thoughts, mental health, emotional health, uh, physical health, you, you start to open yourself up to more positive outcomes. Yeah, you create a lot of more space. So, you know, we have a lot of stuff. We all have much in our homes. So that's really, really common for us all to have a lot of things. But what we find is that it takes a lot to maintain all of that. So it takes a lot of time to actually clean your stuff. Think about moving everything, cleaning, sorting it, organizing it, storing it, putting it in place. It takes up a lot of time. We also lose a lot of time looking for things. So simply, where have I put my keys down today? Where's that top that matches the skirt that I want to wear? Where's that bit of paperwork that I need to go and pay this bill? We often spend a lot of time and lose a lot of time looking for stuff. So it comes with a real time cost. It takes a lot to maintain what we have. When we start to clear it, everyone I know that talks about it describes feeling a weight coming off them. Every single person I work with says that. Things become lighter, clearer, brighter. If you clear stuff out of your space, you have a brighter open room. You know, you feel lighter and brighter. And so there's no doubt that emotionally, you definitely feel less overwhelmed, less stressed out, less anxious, less worried about all of this. Physically, it's good for your health not to have lots of stuff around you that you can fall over, get hurt by, bang into, or that you're not able to dust and clean and maintain. So that's a big one. Um, and there's a huge financial cost as well, because quite often we end up, as you, you've been describing there, some people will feel a need 
to buy and shop and continually buy things, which happens to fill that void. Also, it's what the psychologists call the hedonic treadmill, that short-term fix that we get. There is something lovely about buying something. We all get a thrill from that. But that's very short-term and not long-lasting. So we constantly strive for that feeling of that little buzz that we get when we buy something, that we end up, we can spend a lot of money, spend a lot of money on storing things, buying storage for stuff. And then we also lose a lot of money because we buy duplicates or we miss payments or we lose track of things. I mean, there's such a big cost to this. Um, But as we're saying, there's good reason why it happens. The good news is with some simple steps and with some support, you can completely change that. And I really, that's what I'm so about. It's like simplifying your life so that you can elevate the things that you truly want to work on. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of times people will say, oh, I don't have time to do stuff. I'm too busy. I don't have time for this. And in fact, once you clear a lot of your home, you free up loads of time to go and do the stuff you want to do. I love that there's a quote I heard of like, minimalists don't spend the weekends clearing out the garage. And I love that as a great illustration, you know, that a lot of of time we spend a lot of time, I've got to clear out the garage this afternoon, or that's what I'm doing for the weekend or the cellar or the attic, like deal with it and go and do something much more fun. Yep. Um, And I like how you mentioned that you don't actually have to have a minimalist lifestyle to feel that way. You don't have to get rid of everything. You don't have to, you know, uh, go through absolutely every piece that you have and say, do I really want this? Do I need this? You don't, you don't have to stress yourself out more doing it. One thing I would challenge everyone on, and I do this myself. So that's why I'm, I'm challenging everybody on this is how often do you see everything that you have to do or everything that you should do? Okay, not just have to, but should do. And let's say you make a list and that list is a full page. Excuse me, a full page or even two pages long of all the things that you need to do or should do. I have a list that long. (laughs) Don't we all? all (laughs) Um, But when you see that list and you're trying to go through it and go, I need to get this done and I need to get this done and you know, for people like me, it's like, hey, I started with this and now I'm over here and I'm over here and I'm over here and I'm I'm focusing on six different things and not getting it all done at once. That's organization and priorities, right? Um, but at the same time, the challenging part is when you look at that list and then you're like, I don't know where to start. And then you don't do anything. And I am the queen of procrastination and not doing anything. I will go and lie in bed and read all weekend. Like uh, I'll binge read an entire series of books um, just because I don't, I, I'm overwhelmed on where to start or what to do or, you know, and, and I I know that even about myself. That's one of my flaws and my down, down like downfalls, if you want to call them. I still love myself unconditionally. We talked about that the other day. Um, But again, I know that about myself. So knowing that that's my default, I can say, okay, I'm not going to get to everything and I'm not going to sit at this list and and ruminate about what I could do or should do. I'm going to look at this list and I'm going to pick something and I'm going to do that now. 
And I'm not going to do anything else. I'm going to schedule time. I'm going to carve out time just to do this one thing. And I'm going to give myself enough time that I'm not stressed out about everything I have to do after or before or any of that. I'm just going to put on some music and get it done. Or I'm going to put a show on in the background and I'm going to get it done, right? If you need to knit a sweater for your granddaughter or whatever, you're going to sit there, watch a show, and you're just going to knit, right? Whatever that looks like, make it simple, make it easy, make it something that you can do without really having to stress out about it. If it's something that you don't know how to do and you're stressing out about it, watch some videos, find a mentor, um, find somebody who, you know, specializes in what you want to do and maybe see if they have any videos or tutorials that can help you, you know, find out how to do it and what works for you. Do some research beforehand, whatever that looks like, get yourself out of the stress and overwhelm and the panic and anxiety of not knowing where or how to start. Yeah, and I just want to pick up on the comment you made there about having a minimalist house. When I'm talking about decluttering, I am not from the minimalist movement. I think there's absolute joy and benefit in that, but we are all individuals and we all have a different level of tidy and of minimalism as well. So what we're talking about here is does your home support the life that you want to live or is it a source of constant stress? And when your home is a co constant source of stress, when everywhere you look, you feel overwhelmed and defeated or feel like it reflects all the things that you're not coping with or it just feels too much, then that's where we're clearing. But you clear to your level of tidy, okay? I don't live in a completely minimalist house. That's not my thing. I'm, I've got tons of plants and books around. I don't, but I have a I have a lot less stuff than I ever used to have, and I don't feel attached to many many things anymore. I've been able to work through that, so I just think that's really important to say. I'm not on here saying like you know it should be all white surfaces yeah. and not a toy around or whatever. Like do what makes it right for you. But if you're feeling that your home is not supporting you in the way you want it to be, if it doesn't feel homely, if you can't sit at your dining table and eat as a family because there's always stuff on it, if your guest room is not functioning as a guest room, you know, these things, if you can't get your car in the garage, that's maybe what we're talking about here, that we do have a lot of stuff. And to work through that, yeah, work at your own pace as well. There's no need to like really stress yourself. If I could give you my number one tip, I always say to people, get a little container and pick an area that's bothering you. So we have many surfaces in our home. But say for talking sake, you have a dining table that's always got stuff all over it and you can barely eat at it. I tell people to do this, sweep everything off it into the box. And immediately you have your dining table. Immediately you start to enjoy it. That day you can sit down as a family and eat dinner. That's going to feel amazing. That's going to be the impetus to keep it clear. It'll kickstart lots of other great habits. It's wonderful. But you don't ignore that box. Then sit down with some music on or a podcast or watching your favorite TV show and start to sort through that box of clutter. 
There'll be stuff that you can just get rid of immediately. There's always a bit of rubbish in there, stuff that you can recycle, things that belong to other houses, things that you, other rooms. Start to work through that box. It's easier to do that and you'll get more satisfaction than when you face a big pile of stuff on a dining table and you do 15 minutes and it doesn't look any different. That's completely disheartening. So that's my number one tip. If you want to get started, pick a small area that bothers you. You know, that table in the hall, the bookcase, shelf, whatever it is, pick a small area, clear it all off, clean it all up, have it looking lovely and work through the box. And that will really motivate you. Now, one of the things that that came to me that I want to mention is, you know, if you're not happy in your house, maybe you've outgrown your house. And I'm not talking just with clutter. I'm talking with people. I'm talking with, you know, maybe your family's expanded and now, you know, the smaller area is just not fitting. Or, you know, um, if, if you're just not feeling your house anymore, that's okay too. Um, do what Julie said. Absolutely. But if you can't, okay. So where I'm going with this, if you are in a space where where your home is not making you happy and you aren't wanting to be in that home anymore, but maybe you can't afford to, or maybe you're not in a position to, um, find a new home or a new space that makes you happy because we do go through that, right? There are people across the globe that, you know, move every few years because they're, they want something new or fresh or, or anything like that. Um, instead of needing to upgrade or, or switch homes or locations, do what Julie said, but pick a room and say, and, and do that room and go, how can I make this more appealing to me? How can I make this room look bigger? How can I make this room more, more, um, a solace area, an area that makes me happy? You know, maybe it's painting the walls. It's maybe switching the artwork. Maybe it's switching rooms completely. Um, and just finding a way to make that location feel good by decluttering, by rearranging. Uh, I rearrange my bedroom every six months, um, at least. <laughs> Usually seasonally, I will rearrange, rearrange my room. I did it this weekend. And when I did it this weekend, we put it in a way that we've never had it before. And it looks neat. It looks different. Um, I found a couple things that irritate me about it, but I've already, you know, talked to my husband about switching that or fixing that. Um, I'd rather him do it than me. <laughs> it's a couple cords. Um, but going through and really just identifying how your space makes you feel, right? Because we're talking about house, we're talking about vehicle. If if it doesn't make you feel safe, secure, supported, um, like it's a sacred space for you, then change it. Figure out something to help you make it look better. Maybe take the decorations from your bedroom and see what they would look like in your living room, right? Your artwork, your knickknacks, whatever you've got lying around. Um, maybe you want your office to be your plant room. Maybe you want, you know, some plants in your, in your bedroom or in your kitchen or, you know, spruce up your areas and you know, use a lot of the stuff that you have. I don't know how many times we'll take decorations from one room and say, oh, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm not really feeling these today. I'm going to put those away for a little bit and I'm going to grab something different. Um, go to your local thrift store. 
right? And see if they have any decorations or a style or something that, that catches your fancy and go and make some changes and renew the energy in that space. Yeah, I mean, it's so important, like certain rooms are different energies. So if you go into your bedroom and it just feels messy or overcluttered, and it's not a place of solace and, you know, relaxation and calmness, what can you do to, to remove stuff from there to make it nicer? And often it is clearing and tidying things away. You know, it might just be changing the quilt cover or putting on a nice blanket or putting a few throws on. And it's amazing how it will change, you know, or having a kitchen that you can prepare things in so that you can have, you know, healthy food or sitting down in your living room, but your eyes not catching piles of things that still have to be done. You know, a lot of what we can do is maybe now, which is a lovely time, like spring cleaning, is just giving things a good spring clean and a tidy up in order to support having a, a healthy home, but also supporting our healthy habits that we want to have. So it's a really nice time to do that. I also like to look at my house and think, if I was going to sell my house, what would I want it to look like? What little jobs need done? Because so I don't know how many times I've lived in a house. I remember my first house, the little um, carpet rail between two rooms was always loose. And I think for like five years, I kicked it every day. And then when I was going to sell my house, I literally just got you know the screwdriver out screwed it down and it was perfect and I think why did I not fix that little thing sometimes all these little jobs that we can do just tidying up making things look nice and another eye on it that can just make all the difference so yeah take little pockets of areas that are bothering you um, that seem to accumulate stuff or maybe there's stuff that you're no longer into maybe you've got things that you were all into and now you don't need them anymore if you've got kids they grow out of toys and things like that that's something you can get rid of immediately just have a look around but there's lots of little pockets that you could begin with that'll help you feel great and if you do any areas that are more communal what you'll find is you'll probably encourage the rest of your family to support you as well nothing better than them coming in the hallway and going oh this looks quite good you know so if you're finding that you're the lone voice there encourage your kids to do it with you look at the communal areas and that often will energize the whole family to get involved. Yep. What do you think of this? How does this look? Right. Asking those questions, have a garage sale. Um, I don't know, you know, if we've ever mentioned having a garage sale, my daughters perk up and they're like, I have some stuff I can put in there. Um, while some of that stuff is broken and probably not wanted by many people, it's still a really good idea. And it gets them looking through their stuff and saying, I really don't play with this. And I really don't touch that. And I really don't have the sentimental connection to that anymore. And just really going through and, and asking those questions. Um, what was another thing? Um, I can't remember what I was going to say, but that's all right. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we get going here? I think be kind to yourself. If you look around, you assess your home and you feel like it's somehow come out of control and it's not the space you want it to be, be really kind to yourself. Like we said, there's lots of very legitimate reasons why we have clutter. It's not a reflection on being lazy or not dealing with stuff. There's real reasons why. Be kind to yourself and say, I want to make changes 
and use some of the tips that we've talked about today. Get a little box, move things in, start to work through that clutter, do it section by section, and you will make progress. But the one thing I also want to say as we finish as well is that once you've done this big clear through, remember it's something that you must maintain all the time. It's not a do it once and everything's done because even in our paperless society and everything that we are now, so much stuff comes into our homes every single day. So it's something that once you've got that cleared, set up the systems so that you are constantly keeping on top of it mm-hmm. so that you keep that clutter to a minimum. Plenty we could talk about. I mean, there's so much we could go yeah. into over all of this. That's why I run courses on it because it's such a big topic. Yeah. Um, and don't be afraid to ask for help, whether it's friends, whether it's having a, a deadline, like going to a, uh, you know, a flea market or a garage sale or using the fact that you've got visitors coming use those and also don't be afraid to reach out to people like myself we're here to support you to encourage you and to work through often what is very difficult stuff to face and the reasons why you're holding on to things yep absolutely um i couldn't have said that better myself all right um I'm going to have to say that is the end of our show today. If you would like to reach out to Julie or myself, please do so. Our links are in the description of this episode. Uh, Julie is a decluttering master, um, adding on to that some psychology and and courses. So go and check her out. Um, Again, link in the description. Uh, Our sponsor today is the Phoenix Identity. Um, What are you holding on to emotionally and mentally that are destroying your peace of mind um, and creating a lot of this clutter and a lot of this mess? Um, That is our uh, bread and butter is emotional and mental well-being uh, surrounding your identity. So go and check that out. Clarity session um, link in the description. If you'd like to be a guest speaker, blogger or sponsor, um, follow us and get in touch at justalivetv.com. If you want to see a topic featured, let us know. If you've liked this episode, give it a like, follow, share, show the love. And yeah, I'm Melissa Kretschler. I'm your host. Julie, thank you so much for joining me today. Absolute pleasure. Thank you. All right. Well, lots of love, everybody. I hope you have a wonderful afternoon, morning, or evening, depending on when or where you're watching. Um, Let us know what you thought in the comments, and we'll see you all tomorrow. Bye.